0: Welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. I am your host, Kevin Kaufman, and along with my business partner, Fred Weaver, we bring to you our podcast where we highlight some of the best and brightest in the real estate industry, along with a weekly segment called Industry Headlines. We are a proud member of the Industry Syndicate Family of Real Estate podcast, and we are so glad that you are listening and tuning in today, and we hope you enjoy our show. All right, welcome back to the podcast, and this week, I am joined by my friend, and. Uh, another local Arizona friend of mine, Tia Moore. Tia, how's it going?
1: Going good. It's awesome. Monday, you know, so as good uh, as it can get.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. I know we were just talking off air about all that fun stuff that tends to happen on a Monday morning. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Well, hey, Tia, I'm really glad we got the chance to, to record this. Um, my goal was to just to kind of talk to you a little, little bit about your career and real estate business and how you've grown it and um just kind of share some of those insights and, and learning things that you've had along the way in your journey in building your real estate business.
1: Okay. Sounds good to me.
0: Awesome. So what let's start here. Tell tell us um how, how long have you been in real estate and the question I always love like what what was the driving force to you actually getting into real estate as a as a career?
1: Okay, so very good questions. Uh, so the, I'm going into my eighth year coming up on it. So this is, so like seven years and nine months or something like that, um, that I've been in real estate sales. And before that I worked in mortgage servicing in all different areas of mortgage servicing, default servicing, customer servicing, um, community relations, a lot of different areas within the mortgage servicing arena. And that was a big motivator because, you know, I worked in that industry through the um, foreclosure crisis. And so it didn't matter which area you worked in. There was a lot of stress that went along with that. And, and sorry for the long-winded answer, but, but for me, I started to look at I started to look at things like this, like, okay, what, what do I want to do that I am in control of? And nobody else is dictating what I do, how I do it. And, um, and am I happy doing it? And the, 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 am I happy doing it was the number one thing. Because this is literally a question I ask myself before I say yes to anything. Does this bring me peace? Does this bring me joy? And so real estate was something I was always interested in doing. I always wanted to get into it. I was afraid. I was very, um, I, I wanted to play things safe. I liked knowing that I had a paycheck and all those things. And one day I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm done with all that. Let's just, let's just go for it. So it was like February, 2013, I set a goal to be out of it and be working in real estate by the following year. And by September, I had license, my license and then I gave, my, I gave my employer like a 30-day notice and I was out of there by December 1st of 2013.
0: Wow. How, you know, something I want to point out there um, about the like the happiness part. I think it's, I'm sure he's not the first person that said it, Tim Ferriss was where I learned it initially. He said that the answer is not hell yes, then it, then it's fuck no. Like, Mm -hmm. no, like it's gotta be absolutely astounding. No doubt. I want to go forward or no, I don't want anything to do with it because, um, I think so often I know for me, like, I want to say yes to people. I want to say yes to things. Mm -hmm. And so I do, I still can find myself saying yes to things. I'm like, man, why did I say yes to this? And I think a lot (laughs) of us do that. So I love the fact that you prioritize that. Uh, as far as like, Hey, what am I going to be doing next? And most importantly, is it going to bring me happiness?
1: Yeah. And I don't, I can't say that I 100% follow that rule, meaning I kind of like have like a 90, 10. So I mostly follow that (laughs) doctrine, but there are circumstances where sometimes you just have to be flexible because maybe it'll make a family member happy or
0: for sure, you know,
1: one of your team members or something. it may bring a whole different level of of happiness to another person by you doing it. And does it hurt? No, I just didn't want to do it, <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I think, you know, I think that's probably in my mind, it's that's probably for like what I call like the big rocks and kind of the big chunks of time. I, I think there's times where, you know, you, you, I think you bring up a good point. Like the, it may not really be like a definite, yes, I want to do this, but it's more of like, okay, it's for Tia and she means a lot to me or the relationship with that person means a lot to me. So the answer is mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Even though this thing that we might be doing that I just said yes to specifically doesn't bring me joy, bringing that other person joy does. And so yeah. um, I could see how that, how that would work out. Like I, I, I I, I think that's super valuable to me. It, I think of um kind of like referrals right in our business sometimes like you just I'm a big believer in like if you get a referral from your sphere or someone close to you like you say yes like the referral is even if it's something that you would not normally list or you Mm -hmm. wouldn't normally service you find a way to do it because of where it came from and you never know I mean we've had I know we've had million dollar referrals that came from people that did you know $75,000 transactions yeah. And they one day refer us someone that's a million dollar buyer or seller. We've had that more than once. Um, and so that definitely is one of those, I think it's very similar.
1: Yeah, I think so. And it's interesting because I noticed, I noticed the difference. Like when I when I work and I'm full steam ahead and I'm saying yes to everything because I'm so hyper-focused on just my goal. Um, I and, and I noticed this way back then. I notice that that's when I need to stop and make sure I check in with, okay, is this bringing me peace? Is this bringing me joy? Or is it bringing me stress? Because it has to say yes to peace and joy. And so sometimes it may take me a little bit longer to reach where I want to be. However, I'm doing it in a place of no stress and I'm happy and I can have a true work-life balance where before it was constantly imbalanced, always tilted on the work side. <laughs> the work side always overpowered the personal and the work and the play. And so my biggest thing, and I wake up every single day, what is what is it gonna make me happy today? Cause I gotta do that first. And then if what else is gonna make me happy? Cause I wanna go to bed after I do that thing. So I don't know. Some people, when I tell them that, they look at me like I'm crazy. But I truly mean it because I know what the opposite of that looks like, and it doesn't look. It just doesn't feel it's good. It's
0: not pretty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, were you ever able to do that in your previous career, like prior to real estate? Did
1: no? Because no. we
0: we have similar work backgrounds prior to real estate, and I, like I couldn't. I know that, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, that's not to say I didn't enjoy life and I didn't enjoy my job at times. I did. Mm-hmm. But it, it it was rough for sure. Mm. I just I love the fact of like how clear you sound around doing stuff that makes you happy. Even if it like what I think what I just heard is even if it means like it slows down the business progress, but it's like really the thing that is bringing you peace and joy. Mm-hmm. Um, Then that's the priority.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is. And in my in, to answer your first question, in my previous work sometimes it was like a sometimes a yes, sometimes no, it just depended on who you were reporting to at the time. Oh man. And some people were more micromanaging, more high stress and had more, they felt like they had this chip on their shoulder or had something to prove it. It could have been a number of things. Um, so sometimes that balance was there. Um, but also at the time that I left, I think I was traveling four days out of the week for work. So that was a lot. Um, and I ran some pretty big teams at the time, which at the you know I ha, I I one thing I can say is both private sector and now I've always had great people to work with and around me, but um, but again the corporation is the they're the driver they're the pusher and no matter how much you give they want some more and it's like you've done so awesome you know what Tia you've done great we're gonna pay for you to go on vacation that, like literally that happened the year that I left. <laughs> they paid for me to go on vacation. It was an awesome five-star trip down to Orlando. It was awesome, but I just did not like the job anymore. And so, um, so yeah, no, it like at the time that I left, I was not finding the balance and it, like I said, it was only short-lived and, and, in tiny spans. And so, um, but I found it now within myself and I have, I know that I recognize what I can control and how to control it and being okay with saying no to things, even if it means I'm not going to get paid or even if it means, um, even if it means that I'm slower to my finish line. Let me ask like
0: you I've this. Had- can I, uh, let me ask and I've never, this is, how. Um, this is live. Like I've never really asked you this before. Like, do you. Do you have that same thought process with the clients that you work with?
1: Yes, that's what I was just about to say.
0: Oh, really? okay, so client, we're arriving I, there.
1: Yep, even the clients that we work with. If I feel like um, their personality or their expectations are something that's gonna conflict with my values or with my, <laughs> my happiness in trying to help them, then I'm just gonna say no.
0: Did Were you able to do that from the, did you do that from the get-go or is that like, Hey, you're seven years in now, almost eight. And like you, you feel real confident and you're able to say no to, to a potential deal.
1: I didn't do it right at the very start, but I did it within that first year.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. Within that first year I did it because when you first get started and you get your first, second, third deal, you're just happy to be working. Right. Right. And you're like, oh my gosh, I can do this. Oh my gosh, I'm such an amazing person. You know, you have all these thoughts. (laughs) At least that's what I thought. I'm just like, oh yeah, look at this. Um, But but you learn really fast, like who you don't want to work with. (laughs) And so I actually was in coaching at the time and my coach was like, look, you need to define the people that you want to work. If they're draining you and that's not what you want, then you need to reevaluate that and be able to identify it so that you don't. And so usually um, some every now and then somebody gets, slips through the cracks and I'm like, oh, I should have just left. I should have, I should have known that or I should have followed my gut. I was, I, you know, I should have followed it. But, um, but yeah, no, I tell you, I say no to people all the time.
0: Do you, when you say there's no, do you ever have a worry of like, if I say no, I'm not gonna have, like, I need the deal.
1: No. No, we always need the deal in our minds. So you're in sales. So you you feel like you always need the deal, but what do I need better? Do I need to be responding? Do I need to be getting text messages at midnight from this person and at 5 a.m. and at 6 and 7 and 8? Like, that's just not a way to live life. It's also not a way to be able to service all of our clients. And sorry, now I'm hearing the, I hope you don't hear the weed whacker out there. (laughs) No, Um, we're good. But I just... I'm really good at foreseeing the end of things and like, like literally seeing start to finish how something is going to go. Yeah. And so if I see the bomb at the end, I'm just like, yeah, no,
0: you just, I'm out. Let's mm-hmm. just end now.
1: The hardest time for that is if it's somebody that if it's a referral, That's the hardest time, but I have literally picked up the phone and called my referral partner and was like, listen, I want to help this person, but they won't do X, Y, and Z. Literally just happened a couple of weeks ago. There was a girl that called, said she had been, she was referred, I mean, and she said she'd been working with another realtor. And it wasn't working out, and you know this this market is really competitive, so she wanted to work with us. But the price range was like three hundred. She had all these complaints, and I went with her, and I said, "Listen, if you've been working with somebody and you're not happy, there has to be a reason." And the one she gave me her laundry list of what it is she was looking for, I could see what the issue is, or what the issue was. But I said, "These are our expectations." So I understand that you know you didn't you had a bad experience with this agent. Here's our expectations. If that's not something that you can If that's not something that's acceptable to you, we probably are not going to be a good fit for you. And she was like, yeah, no, you won't be. (laughs) And and I was like, hey, so I call my referral, um, the person who referred it. And I said, hey, I wanted to help her, but I see red flags all over this. If she was already working with somebody else for six months and she's not finding what she wants, it's because she's not listening and what she wants does not exist. And so I'm not even going to waste my team's time with spending time trying to help her find something that does not exist. And they were okay with that.
0: I think most rational people would be, especially the fact that you, the fact that you took the time to pick up the phone, and go back to the referral source to say, "Hey, I, here's why this probably isn't going to work," and and I want to help them. And of course, I always you know value your referrals, but X Y Z. I think anybody, any rational um, referral partner, other Mm -hmm. agent, or person, even if they're from your sphere is going to probably respect that even more about you, the fact Mm -hmm. that you're not willing to just take on anybody and risk, you know, not doing a great job, um, especially with referrals, because you're, you're risking their reputation as much as you are your own. Absolutely. Why do you let me ask you this, because I see so many agents on my team and off that will work with, they'll work with clients that are like, they're a pain in the ass, and they're not worth like they are just literally not worth the paycheck. They are not worth the time invested because of the mental, um, you know, uh, damage that's done in trying to deal with certain personality types and people that won't take advice and people you know that are just going to be too demanding. What's your belief or like? Why do you think agents, a lot of agents, continue to do that and to continue to work with people, even though they probably see the same. Warning signs like if they've done a few deals, like they see the warning signs, like you pointed out, they know the red flags that are coming, but they'll still say yes. Why do you think that is
1: fear? And part of it is going to probably fear that they one may not get another deal like it, or they want referrals from that person, which that's a whole different topic because I definitely don't want referrals from a person <laughs> I did not like, right? But, um, and sometimes they just need it. I, I'm guessing, I don't know, um. But when I tell people like, these are the standards that I set, you know, I'm not texting and responding to messages at nine o'clock at night. Um, You're lucky if I'm responding at seven o'clock at night. Um, But people, and they just don't want to say no. Sometimes they're just afraid to say no. It's just like one of my friends told me a couple of weeks ago, she was like, you know, she was like, "Sometimes I get my feelings hurt when you say no. You don't want to do things because it cuts into your your you time." She said, "But I also respect it because you really don't do anything that doesn't make you truly happy." And um, and I said, "Well, good. I'm glad you recognize that because I just I just I'm okay with saying no. I'm okay with um, not following through with things that don't serve me. Same the same applies to adding team members to the team." Um, that's probably my hardest, the hardest thing for me, because I mean, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm just going to say, I just don't like a lot of people for one. And if I'm going to have you in my intimate workspace and introduce you to buyers and sellers that are coming to us because we have a good reputation, I can't risk anybody not having that same type of spirit and energy that we already possess with the team. And if that means that it's going to take me 10 years to find them, well, maybe not 10 years, but if it's going to take me a little longer to find them, I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah. No, I I like, I love that. You're so clear um, on those things like time-wise, people-wise, client-wise of like, hey, if if it just means we've got to wait longer until we find the right right person or right thing or whatever, then that's what we got to do. Because that's, that's the priority is to make sure, sounds to me like there's, there's peace of joy coming from not only the things that you do, but the people that you're around and the people that you work with.
1: For sure. So I always say, if you can time manage, you can energy manage. So because if you can recognize people that are going to suck up all your time, which time is to me is the most important thing. Like you, I will literally shake when it's like, Oh my gosh, you want, you're impeding on my time. But if you can identify the things that cause you the most exhaustion or they're gonna be causing you the most time, then you can effectively manage your energy. Like I know the things that I can do in the morning and I know the things that I can do in the afternoon. And I know around three o'clock is when I hit a wall, probably don't wanna be doing anything serious after three Um, because I'm just not all the way there mentally. I just wanna not do anything (laughs) that requires me to make decisions or think. I can, but I tend, even just knowing myself, I will, go extra slow because I know I run into like brain fatigue around that time of day.
0: Do you like, do you spend time trying to, um, this might sound like a weird question, like figuring yourself out, like, like learning, because you're you're real and I know this about you just from like our personal interactions, you know like in real remember like when we got to see each other in, in person all the time <laughs> you know prior to the last year, although we did get to see each other recently in person. Um, but like like have you spent a lot of time trying to like really figure out what makes you tick and like or is that something that comes naturally to you?
1: It comes natural. like I'm really um, yeah, I've always been very self-aware and always been intuitive around with who's around me too. So, um, like I said, when I can see, and I, and I don't mean this in like a psychic way or anything like that, but when I said, I can see from start to finish where something is going, I can get that same thing with people. Um, and I, I, I can pick up on that fairly easily. And I, I just know, do I spend time here? Or don't I? And I don't know, I don't know how it come, came about, but I know, it. I, I just know people.
0: So, so I think what I'm hearing is like, you, obviously you pick up on patterns and you, and you recognize them and you're willing to embrace, it sounds to me like embrace them, right. And embrace like the fact that, you know, Hey, this is likely not going to go well. I'm going to say no, or I'm I'm going to sidestep this person or this, this situation. Um, and again, I think it, number one, I think it's powerful. The fact that you are able to say no to things, uh, when you feel that, or when, when they don't fit into, um, what's going to work out for you. Cause you know, so many people I talked to you, again, that is the, I think saying no is the struggle. There's a, there's a book I read a couple of years ago, one of my favorite books ever called the road less stupid. And the, the author um, he mentioned something like basically most businesses die, not from starvation, but from indigestion. Cause we say oh, yes wow. to, so we say yes to so much. We have, there's so many options. He's like, think of it as like, you're at a buffet. Like there's, it's not like that. It's not that there's not enough food. There's mm-hmm. you're, you're dying of indigestion, not starvation. That's what most businesses die from. And I think that could actually be said for people in relationships is like, there's just, there's too much instead of being really selective and careful about what it is that we, that we choose to use our time and effort and energy on.
1: Yes. I can definitely see that because, I mean, you see people that seem burnt out or look burnt out from this industry or any industry really. And you, and nine times out of 10, it's probably because they took on more instead of investing in themselves at the same time. And everybody's level of, you know, no, is going to be different. Meaning, um, like for me, it is work-life balance and, and some people say that, but they don't necessarily mean it. Like they say, I want work-life balance, but they don't even really know what that balance would look like. And so first of all, you need to understand that, which areas some people would prefer to do more work than play. And they may have a specific reason behind that. But once you know and you understand, then it just becomes a lot easier. Whatever your no is and whatever your yes is, then go with that. And if it's not, then don't. But I find that you can be way more happy Um and more successful by your own definition. If you understand exactly what it is that makes you, that brings you joy and that brings the, brings you the most centered, makes you the most centered.
0: I think you just hit the nail on the head with that to Like you, like it's, it should be our own definitions. And, um, and so much in this industry too. Um, it's all about, you know, it's like, it's about these rankings and these awards and, you know, GCI and volume and blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, comparison gets in, in into that rather than, you know, going, Hey, what is it? What is the thing that brings me peace? What is the, what are the things that bring me joy and, mm-hmm. um, and good feelings and things like that, as opposed to, well, it must mean, you know, this certain amount of volume, there's a certain amount of GCI. And I think that, you know, you just, you really brought that home for me. Like, it's really about defining success, if you will, for ourselves.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think I've gotten, I think I have gotten more business from saying no and being okay with saying no than I have just from being a yes woman, um, you know, clients who interview me and things like that, they'll ask me things and I'll say, no, um, the all, you know, you know, they'll say, well, will you do this, this, and this? And I'm like, No. And you're still gonna pay me this and you'll be happy afterward, sign the paper. <laughs> and they laugh, but they understand and respect it. They were like, well, at least I tried. At least I had to ask. And you were so easy when you said no, so.
0: <laughs> they know that you're real though. Like when you say, like, they know if you say, I, maybe this could just be the fact that I know that, I, that I've that i gotten to know you a little bit the last couple of years, but like, if you say no, like you mean it, like you're not saying no, like, you're not, you're not negotiating. Mm-hmm. I. Something I picked up on with you, the first time we met in person, you had said a few, I'm like, I never even doubted for a second what you said was what was happening. And it wasn't like, well, I'm going to do this, but then I might like do this thing over here if it makes sense to do this. Or I'm like, I was, I could really sense that about you. Like if, when you say things, whether it's a yes or a no, you know, like you mentioned, like maybe in a listing consultation or whatever, it's not Mm -hmm. about negotiating. You're, you're just like, you feel and you appear, you appear really clear on, well, here's the, here's the boundaries that I play in. And if it fits, then that's really cool. We can do this together. And if it doesn't, then that's okay too.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: Yep. What do you, what do you wish that you could teach other agents? Like, what do you wish if you could impart something to to other people in our industry, whether it was to like make it better or just to help them move along in their own thing, wh- wh- what would that be? Like you wave a magic wand.
1: Probably to put their blinders on and focus on them and not focus on all the external factors that can be both positive and negative. But um, I think that a lot of agents get, wrapped up and this is this is not saying you can't model after other people but a lot of agents get wrapped up in what other people are doing and how it's working for them or they get wrapped up in what is Zillow doing what is Redfin doing they get wrapped up into all these things that really have nothing to do with them if they believe in themselves and if they have a plan and if they work their plan and so I literally just had this conversation this morning about that and so um If, if I waved a magic wand, I would say, just put your blinders on and run your own race, focus on your race. Not everybody else's.
0: Damn. I love that. That's really good. Um, all right. So as we're winding up, number one, if, if someone who's listening goes, I really like what T has to say, or they just want to maybe want to connect with you on social or wherever, what's the, what's the best way for people to do that?
1: Hmm. I'm on a social media cleanse at this moment. Oh,
0: good for uh, you. You don't even, you can just say it, no answer. I don't care. I, I, like we can, not um, put it in no,
1: news. no, no, I'll give, I just won't get any messages or okay. anything right now, but I'm on Instagram under next View, Tia. That's probably the first place I'll get messages from. Um, and then I'm on just under Tia Moore on Facebook. And so I'm on Twitter, but I'm really not on Twitter. I'm just only on Twitter to follow updates about 90 Day Fiance because I'm obsessed with that show. Oh, no, you
0: didn't. No you didn't.
1: <laughs> it is like my guilty pleasure. So, um, but I will, this is what I will say though as partying. Um Somebody might listen to this and they're like, oh, she's talking all that crazy peace and kumbaya stuff. It's not like that at all. Um, I'm very, I'm an aggressive personality. <laughs> um and not in like a mean way, I'm not gonna make anybody feel bad or anything like that. I just, I know what I'm going for and I know what I'm going. So it, that doesn't mean me saying focusing on peace and focusing on joy does not mean that I don't care. Or I'm nonchalant about things. I'm very, um, I'm very specific in things that I do. And so um, I just hope that whoever is hearing it understands that they can be too. And, um, it's really just about knowing who you are and being comfortable with who you are not worrying about what other people are thinking, or they may think, or being somewhere where other people think you should be versus where you want to be. Um, if you can take that away from this conversation, then I would be happy.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> and I, am just going to say it like if anybody who, if they did think that like, it's really clear when, f- from the moment, the first time you and I ever spoke on the phone to, all the times that we've spoken over the years, like you do, you do show up that way. You're you're just really clear about who you are, where you're going, what you want. Um, you're open, you're willing to learn, you're willing to, to know when to say no, very obviously. And, um, I think that it, and it's not, you are aggressive, but also in a very, how could I say nice, polite way? <laughs> would Would that be, I think that might be the right way to put it, but Um, I, I can attest for anybody listening who, if you did think, Oh, what's all kumbaya. No, for real. That's how Tia lives. And at least that's been my experience of you over the last few years. Mm -hmm. Um, and which is part of, which is the reason I want to have you on is because I feel like, um, having more to use an overplayed word, authentic people, authenticity show up in our businesses and in our lives, especially in what we do. I think it matters, and so I'm really glad to number one be your friend. I'm really glad to work with you. I'm really glad to have you on the show, and uh, just want to say thanks for taking the time today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, my pleasure, guys. Tia Moore, check her out. We'll put all of her um, her social links there in the notes. She she's not going to respond to your messages, but we're going to put them there anyways. And uh, go follow her, check her out and uh, send her referrals. And um, trust me, she's awesome. And Tia, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks, Kevin. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Kevin and Fred's community at EXP Realty. Learn why over 1,000 real estate agents joined EXP Realty last week. Join us for an informational webinar this Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Register at intro to